Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Psychologists have long said that suppressing a thought only makes it more intrusive. By the same logic, suppressing fears or anxiety is commonly assumed to negatively impact one's mental health. And it's on this note that I welcome you to Cruise Control on Africa Tech Radio. My name is Midei Daniel, and today we'll be discussing our physical and mental health, some things that affect our health, and how to take care of our body and mind. Suppressing negative thoughts may improve mental health, contrary to popular belief. New research suggests that blocking out fearful thoughts could reduce symptoms of anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Michael Anderson, a cognitive neuroscientist at the University of Cambridge, has a new research that challenges the idea that suppressing thoughts or emotion could affect the mental health negatively. The research is suggesting that instead, suppressing negative thoughts may in fact improve symptoms of anxiety, depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. In a study recently published, Anderson and his co-author found that training the brain to block out negative thoughts appeared to improve mental health outcomes. The research involved 120 adults from 16 countries who were each asked to list 20 fears about things that may happen in the future, 20 hopes and 36 neutral events. The fear had to be things that were going through their mind recurrently and caused them distress. Then the participants had to come up with a word that reminded them each of the type of events. For instance, if a person's fear was that their parents could get very sick with COVID, the word might be hospital. Half of the participants were told to stare at their negative words for a few seconds without letting their mind wander into much distressing thoughts. For comparison, the other half were told to stare at their neutral words. They were also told that if anything popped into their mind, even briefly, to push it out. They were also told not to distract themselves by thinking about anything else. The exercise was repeated 12 times per day for 3 days. And at the end of the experiment, participants who blocked out negative thoughts reported that those fears were less vivid and that their mental health had improved compared to the group taxed with suppressing neutral thoughts. The results held through for three months after the experiments ended. Now, participants who had a high level of anxiety to start saw that their self-reported worries declined by 44% on average. And among the people with PTSD, their overall negative mental health fell by an average of 16%, while their positive mental health increased by nearly 10%. The people with the highest traits of anxiety and highest PTSD were the ones that benefited the most and there were no instances of increases in negative symptoms as the result of this intervention were the same after a while. Three months after the experiment was over, around 80% of participants said that they had continued to use the thought suppression techniques they learned in the studies to control their fears. And Anderson also said that researchers looked into evidences that people's fears were bouncing back or becoming more intense and they could not find any sign of that. He thinks that training the mind or the brain to block out negative thoughts may be an important tool for treating anxiety, depression and PTSD, both in therapy offices and at home. He said, once you teach people what they need to do, I think they can do it on their own. But this does not also take away the fact that we should speak about things that bother us. We should visit therapists if we have to. Therapy is not a sin. Therapy is not something to be ashamed about. It's actually very progressive to go for therapy. 
Is dementia the same as the Alzheimer disease? No. Dementia is a symptom found in many diseases of the brain. Memory loss is the most common feature of dementia, particularly the struggle to remember recent events. Other symptoms can include changes to behavior, mood, personality, becoming lost in familiar places, or being unable to find the right word in a conversation. It can reach a point where people don't know that they need to drink or eat or more. I can't imagine how bad that will be. So, Alzheimer's disease is by far the most common of the diseases that cause dementia. This means that dementia can be a symptom of Alzheimer's disease. The first signs of Alzheimer's disease tends to be lapse in memory. This includes forgetting recent conversation, losing things, forgetting names or asking the same questions over and over. There can also be changes in mood such as a greater level of anxiety or confusion and brain fog. Brain fog does not have a medical definition but is often used by people to describe a fuzzy head, poor concentration or struggling to think clearly or quickly. Alzheimer is a disease of old age mostly but about one in six people over the age of 80 may develop it. Early onset Alzheimer is relatively rare. Still, 5% of all Alzheimer cases are in people under the age of 65. A much smaller number of people affected in their 30s and 40s, usually because of a faulty gene passed down the generation. So it means that it can be a generational disease. The only known risk for getting Alzheimer at a young age is if close relatives also had early onset of the disease and there is no known way of preventing it. The early onset form of the disease follows the same course it does in older age. It affects memory, thinking skills, and behavior. Research estimates that one in three cases could be prevented by lifestyle changes, including stopping smoking, seeking early treatment for depression, being physically active, avoiding becoming socially isolated, though I'm an introvert. We don't want none of that. So have a more active lifestyle. Avoiding high blood pressure. Not becoming obese. Not developing type 2 diabetes. Now it's not completely clear why doing these things can help protect the brain. But it helps to have a healthier lifestyle. Some drugs have been manufactured to treat the disease. However, the benefits of these drugs do not appear to be huge. As they do not stop or reverse the disease. But they do show that it is possible to slow down the effects. These drugs have not yet made it the leap from scientific studies to routine hospital use. So they are really still in research mode and research cases. Morning exercises may be better for weight loss. Studies have shown that people who got in their exercises between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. had lower BMIs than those who opted to exercise later in the day. According to research recently published, it has been found that early morning exercise activity between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. could help with weight loss. It is suggested from this study that if we choose to exercise early in the morning before we eat, we can potentially lose more weight compared to those that exercise at other times of the day. A survey was carried out on the exercise, eating, and lifestyle habits of more than 5,200 adults 
who were at least 20 years old. And the people in the studies were accelerometers to capture their activity levels. The data showed that people who did moderate to vigorous exercise in the morning had lower body max indexes than people who exercised at midday or in the evening. On average, people who performed moderate to vigorous exercises in the morning were more often than not decade older than those who exercised later in the day. And although some young adults were morning exercisers, the older age might explain the findings. The observed benefits may not be due to activity patterns and it may be due to their age and different responses to exercise. It was cautioned that only a clinical trial could determine if morning exercise is best, but there were several reasons in favor of exercising in the mornings. People are encouraged to get their exercise done early because it is easy to procrastinate and decide not to exercise for the day if you get busy later. But if exercise is the first thing a person does in the morning, they may be more likely to do it every day. Health tips for the day. You don't have to do too much. It can be simple aerobics, jogging, skipping, cycling, or something as big as becoming part of a gym. Just make sure to free your mind, have a healthy diet, an active lifestyle, and a better life. Don't forget to always visit a hospital when you feel sick or unhealthy. Health is wealth. Also, do not forget to join the conversation on all our social media platforms. YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and X. And keep listening to Africa Tech Radio. My name is Midei Daniel, and I'll catch you later. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.